Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Our message today is called Quenching Our Thirst. The text, Isaiah, the 55th chapter, the first through the third verses. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. The vivid image created by this text is that of a crowded marketplace where the prophet Isaiah is standing very animated and focused. Perhaps he's set up a cart or a stand. And he's shouting this eager invitation to the many passers-by to partake of the most desirable human nourishment. Step right up. There's bread. There's wine. There's rich food. A banquet of abundant fare. But he begins with the offering of an essential, a necessity. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Water, the most fundamental of our physical needs. Our bodies could not survive without it. On hot days, like we've been experiencing the past few weeks here in Boston, the best advice is to hydrate, drink plenty of water. They say you can go without food for up to 40 days, depending on the situation. Without water, you'd probably last no longer than three, and that would be a stretch. We would be nothing without water, yet most of us don't drink enough. It saddens me when I see kids on the street near the church drinking a lot of sodas, Soda, I'm not putting it all down, but it's the worst thing to drink on hot days with its phosphoric acid and caffeine content. It actually steals water from the body, not to mention the sugar content that leads to all kinds of problems. But we live in a culture that's so good at marketing merchandise, if we don't teach our kids the truth, they won't understand how to really quench their thirsts. And because God's physical realm always has a spiritual parallel, we know as our bodies thirst, so do our souls. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. This is what the prophet Isaiah is concerned about, our spiritual thirst. His invitation to the nation of Israel is filled with consolation and hope as he unfolds God's promise of this abundance of blessings through the Messiah. There is a sense of urgency in his call. Isaiah is concerned that God's people know the difference between a want and a need. Why do you labor for that which does not satisfy, he asks? Come to the waters. One of the biggest obstacles to quenching our true thirst is understanding the difference between want and need. Now, it's one of God's principles that applies both spiritually and physically. Your body is about 60% water. If you don't get enough water, your blood count decreases, your heart has to pump harder, dehydration can lead to serious problems. The prophet Isaiah knew that God's people need God in the same way. You get the sense that the crowd around Isaiah is not really paying much attention to him. They're so 
distracted by all the other hawkers out there. The nation of Israel wanted to go its own way. Its people wanted to worship what they wanted when they wanted. Sometimes that was the God of Abraham. Sometimes it was an idol. They didn't take God's commandments seriously. They practiced their politics and commerce without God. They wanted to trust themselves and their own understandings of the important things in life. Isaiah told them, as he tells us, put God first. You need God's presence, provision, protection. Jesus himself says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The biggest criticism of the advertising industry that I believe is well-founded accuses marketers of not just understanding consumer needs, but actually creating and manipulating those needs. That's why when you see those soda commercials, you think, I've got to have a soda, got to have a soda. Now, this can get real deep. We look around us out in the world and think we need all this material stuff to make us feel better or look better. But really, that is just what we want, not what we need. Our real longing is divinely activated. It's based on a spiritual need, a deep thirst that God has placed in our souls. Everything the Creator creates is to draw us to Him. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim His handiwork. His eternal power and divine nature are clearly perceptible all around us. Until we recognize the difference between wants and needs, we will settle for so little. We will try to fill up this hole in our soul with vacations and careers and lottery tickets and sexual exploits and food and new stuff. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to want new things. I like to go shopping. But know the difference between wants and needs. We see public figures boast about wealth and land and hotels and golf courses. There are those rich people on TV who have a seemingly insatiable thirst for accumulation and acquisition. It reminds me of the parable of the rich fool in Luke, where the wealthy landowner is so greedy and self-consumed that he just plans to build bigger barns to store his wealth. And God says, wait a minute, you can store up all that stuff and lose your life tonight and have nothing because you are not rich toward God. You don't understand the true thirst to be quenched here. You need God. Come to the waters and drink. The living waters, the source and sustainer of all life. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. Isaiah's is not just a message for folks who don't know God. One of the biggest misconceptions in our faith is that once we give our lives to Christ, once we've joined the church, once we've memorized the purpose statement and paid some tithes, we have nothing else to seek. We know a few scriptures, we know the preacher, we go to some events and that's it. But that is so far from the truth. It's like living on the Nile River in East Africa and staying on the shore of the river to draw your water. Christ beckons us out to deeper waters where the 
flow is clean and pure. To become complacent in this faith walk, in this spiritual journey, to accept where we are right now as all we'll ever be, is a horrible state of things. A.W. Tozer, a great man of God, once wrote, Complacency is a deadly foe of all spiritual growth. Complacency can allow sin to creep in. See, we begin to take God for granted. We don't check ourselves. We're, we're not checking in with God. You have to have a, an acute desire for God. It must be present or there'll be no manifestation of Christ to his people. Like the deer pants for streams of water. God, my soul longs for you. My soul thirsts for you, for the living God. Drink deeply. How? Isaiah gives some very specific instructions in this text on what quenching our thirst in God is all about. Notice the key words in these six verses, because they come up. Come as the first one. Verse 3, incline your ears, listen. Verse 4, see. Verse 6, seek. There's action, movement, a process on our part. And all involve drawing near to God. The more we drink from the waters of Jesus through study and prayer and fellowship and meditation, the more we realize the blessing is in that process. It increases our desires. To desire God is to desire righteousness. You see, it's impossible to become righteous on our own. When we think we're righteous, that's called self-righteousness, and that's a problem. We serve a perfect God, and on our own, we cannot be what God is. But because Jesus went to the cross, we are made righteous. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Righteousness is one thing that we really want from God. And you know what? It's lived out in community. I don't think you can just be righteous all by yourself. The power of the Holy Spirit pulls us into deepening relationships with God and each other. That's why you need church. You see, I think you have to have a community of believers. Growing in righteousness, a relationship with God based on God's sovereignty and our obedience. That means to be like God, loving, holy, gracious to each other. Church is the laboratory where we work that out. Our God relationship spills into our relationships with each other. Now, this is not necessarily easy, nor is it instant. It is a lifelong shared process. And the best part is, the more we get from God, the more we see God in each other. The more we see God, the more we want to be God for each other. And the more we want God. God's desires then will become our desires and our will grows to do God's will. That's the process, the spiritual process. God does most of that work. We just need to be open to it. We don't ever want to become so comfortable or so focused on self that we forget the blessing of building righteous relationships. See how God can move in and through your relationships. We also don't ever want to become too distracted by our good works. 
Now, as Christians, you know, we love our specific ministries. We are all called to serve, and that is important. At Roxprez, we are a social justice church. So mission is a huge part of the tradition of this faith community, always has been. Yet the deepest truth of what we offer is a path to this eternal water that we can never get enough of and never runs out. You can think of it as a well-spiritually hydrated community. It's one in which it makes it easy for others to recognize their thirst. And out of us will flow living waters. We will become stronger, bolder, more productive disciples for Christ. Come to the waters. Jesus is the true quencher of our thirst. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. And remember, our summer Sunday worship schedule, which is in effect right now, is at 10 o'clock. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617 445 2116.